Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read a review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. Episode 58 of We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Thank you for listening and being here and subscribing. Thank you so much for subscribing. It's just a little click and it'll, it'll pop into your ears every Monday. Woo! Thank you for being here, guys. Okay. If you're new... Here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet and we talk about video games. Sometimes we talk about Japanese boobies, which we'll get to with my friend Zyger in just a moment. Some of you may be new to this. You may be here because of Zyger and I really appreciate you stopping by. We're going to get to know what makes the Zyger tick a little bit in just a second. But I'm excited to tell you guys that... uh, It is now Black Friday week, it's, the sales are like crazy, and if you know anything about me, I almost like shopping for video games as much as I do playing them, and in Canada, it's hilarious, because we have only just recently adopted Black Friday from our American brethren, Uh, normally our crazy shopping day is the day after Christmas, it's called Boxing Day, and so... Essentially, you just go get to go buy all the things that your family members messed up on. <laughs> They're like, uh, you didn't buy me the right thing and I can get it for half price now. So that's the whole, I I don't know if that's the spirit of Boxing Day, but that's always the way that I've tackled it. But now, thanks to the age of the internet and all of that goodness, we now get Black Friday as well. Because what was happening was people were just either crossing the border or going on the internet and buying all, buying up all these Black Friday sales. And Canadian retailers were like... Hey, hey now, we can, we can do Black Friday. We can do it too. And it's amazing. So I actually really like American Thanksgiving overall. I usually take off Thanksgiving and Black Friday. I sit at home. I watch NFL and, and play some games. I got the two TV setup kind of thing. So, which I think everybody needs to have. And so this is a big week. If you can't tell, I'm a little excited. I'm scouring the internet. I'm I'm following Wario64 on Twitter because he's got all the deals up everywhere, and you guys should too. But oh man, what a good week. Like, I don't understand why people buy brand new video games basically from October on, because if you just wait a little bit, Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1 are like half price right now. So I would feel a little bit burned if I went out and got those. Luckily, I got Titanfall 2 from the library, decided that I love it, so now I'm going to buy it for half price. So I'm pumped to play through that, through the rest of that. I'm, I think I'm at about maybe the halfway point, and loving. Titanfall 2, is it feels so great. And Respawn, I don't know if they're getting enough credit for this. Like I, I know everybody loves the jumping and the, and the Titans and all of the things that the Titanfall 2 does. But for me, the thing that, that the single player does that just is so perfect is the pacing like I feel like there's a rise and fall of tension within the single player campaign that you don't normally get with others where you where you are taking a break it feels purposeful and it feels like oh I can just like 
Ooh, that was a moment. Okay, let's let's come down for a second. And then you hop into a, a Titan and you have another big fight. And there's just so much variety. You can tell that there's, okay, we're going to do a little bit of parkour. Then we're going to have a giant mech fight or we're just going to have the, the pilot and have the agility stuff kind of take over a little bit. So I am loving it. I have been getting bored with games lately. It's been kind of weird. I haven't had a game that's really like sunk its teeth into me for quite some time. Titanfall 2 might be just that game and I can't I haven't even I haven't even jumped into the multiplayer yet so I've only had it I've only been at it for a few hours and I'm loving the single player that's that's generally my my main focus I'm pumped about that and uh so many things holy crap Battlefront came out of nowhere too Battlefront the Star Wars game not Battlefield Battlefront I was playing a little bit this weekend too because it's a quadruple XP weekend which normally I don't really care about but I'm sure it'll help me get a few trophies uh but the other part too is that they're releasing all of their expansion packs free this weekend as well. So I'm sure you just get a little taste. It's like a drug dealer. You get a little taste and then you go back and pay full price later. But man, I this was the first time that I played like the, the trench runs, like the Death Star missions. And that's worth it just for that. I had so much fun. The space battles are amazing. And I'm starting to get hyped up for Rogue One a little bit as well. So... Star Wars, if you guys have been listening, I've been dabbling into some older Star Wars games. I was playing The Force Unleashed not too long ago. So it turns out, as although I probably wouldn't describe it overtly, I am getting a little pumped for Star Wars, as it turns out. What else? What else is going on? So Black Friday sales have started on Xbox, and I have a whole bunch of gift cards from my last birthday and Christmas before. So... This is, gift cards are the best. It's not even just like gift cards are okay. Gift cards are actually preferred because I can sit in my wallet. I can be patient. I can wait for these nutso sales to come around because I ended up picking up Rare Replay for $10. I got Mega Man Legacy for like six, like the Legacy Collection for like six bucks. Uh, Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2, they bundled together for $80 in Canada, which is like $3. It's like a Happy Meal, I think, in the States. So I'm loving the Black Friday stuff. I think that's all I'll say about that. I hope you guys are, let me know, tweeted me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. What are the deals are you guys picking up? Because I love Black Friday, whether it's games or tech, I used to always buy, you know, uh, either a TV or a receiver or some sort of tech. I used to be big into that, but I think that I'm kind of settled with my, my theater system these days, but I, I get super pumped about all this stuff. So let me know. I'd love to hear what you guys are, are all after. And then last night, uh, my wife and I found out that we will be having a baby boy in April, so good news for good guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we were actually, I've been convinced that it was a boy this whole time, so there was a part of me that might have been a little, this is going to sound awful, <laughs> might have been a little disappointed with the girl, I'm not sure, but we were thrilled that uh, that it ended up being a boy. We had like a Mario-themed gender reveal kind of thing with uh, a question block cake, and it Chelsea had asked the, the baker to put either um, red and blue icing for a boy or pink and yellow icing for a girl. And the the red that was in the, the blue and red cake looked a little pink. So when Chelsea cut into the cake the first time and then came back up with the knife, all that was stuck to the knife was the red icing, but it looked pink. And I have to admit, I saw a little bit of that pink and I'm like, Oh, yay, girl. But then she cut into the other pe- the other side to kind of do the whole triangle piece of pie kind of thing. And up came a blue and red cake and jubilation. So I need to know boy names. I think we've got a couple in mind, but also <laughs> let me know. This is a complicated week. Let me know, guys, what uh, we should name the baby and what Black Friday deals here after this week. Oh, my goodness. So we're very obviously very, very excited. Um, I ran a poll on Twitter and most people were thinking that it was going to be boy. And we, in person at the party, we, we allowed people to, Chelsea made these little props. Like you could wear a little mustache for boy, or you could wear a little princess peach crown if you thought it was going to be girl. And we actually ran out of the mustaches. Everybody thought it was going to be a boy. So everything works out. I can't wait. April is going to come around so quickly, but enough about that. This is about video games and a little bit of life. I think we touch on a little bit of life with, my friend Zyger here. He is, of course, you know him. 
top mod, top dude in the kind of funny community. He does so much. And I, th- I feel like this is a really nice opportunity if you know of Zyger, or you, even if you know him well, like this is a nice little insight into all of the, like, just how dedicated. It's always one thing to say that somebody is committed to something, but then when you kind of walk through the details, like all of the logistics and what it takes to always be delivering, I just have s- so much respect for Zyger. That I don't want to delay this any further. Um, we're going to talk about Japanese role-playing games. We're going to talk about, what else? Pokemon, dedicating your life and time to the kind of funny community. So here we go. This is, uh, follow Zyger at XYGER1337 on the Twitter. Here he is, Zyger! <laughs> A lot of it is anime-related stuff, not necessarily ah. Dragon Ball. A lot of it's, uh, you know the Tales video games, like mm-hmm. Tales of? Mm-hmm. I got Tales of Exilia 2, Tales of Symphonia, uh, Tales of Zysteria, a bunch of figures from those. Uh, the collector's editions came with a bunch of games there. Can you explain this whole Tales thing to me? I had one, I had Tales of Exilia from the library for a couple weeks. I feel like I needed to really dive into this thing, and I'm always very jealous of anybody who has like a real deep understanding of any of this anime stuff or any particular anime um, property. Like what is it about the tale series that kind of gets your nipples hard? <laughs> That's a weird way to phrase it, but I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, for me, I actually wasn't that into the tales game until uh, the tales of the abyss 3D game, because mm-hmm. Tales of the Abyss originally released on the PS2, but I never played the PS2. Right. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but uh, ah. they remade the game on 3DS, and when I looked at the cover, it was just some weird Japanese thing with a dude of red spiky hair. I'm like, sure, I'll give this a go. Why not? But, like, it's basically a uh, weird JRPG where it's, like, not necessarily open world, it kind of is in a sense, mm-hmm. but uh, the whole battle mechanic, it's like not like Final Fantasy, where Final Fantasy is turn-based, it's more action RPG, mm-hmm. so similar to what Final Fantasy XV's trying to do, but like, when I played the Tales of the Abyss game on 3DS, I liked it mostly for the story that it had, Yeah. and I, again, I've never played a Tales game before that, and when I was playing through it, uh, they were referencing things that happened in the past. So I thought, oh, all the Tales games are connected somehow. And I'm, like, jumping in on, like, the seventh or whatever game. Turns out I was wrong. It's just, like, in that story, they're referencing things that are, happened in the past that you revisit later in the story. But all the Tales games are completely separate. So it's just like Final Fantasy series where every game is its own little story unless it has a direct two at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Such as uh, Tales of Exilia and Tales of Exilia 2. Same right. world, same thing and everything. Nice. Okay, so, like, is it the music? Is it the characters? Like, or is it just the fact that you can dive into this whole thing? Like, I'm just trying to understand what the what the hook is. Cause, and I'll give you kind of maybe what I'm, what I'm looking for here. When, um, I used to be like many other people out there, I think, whenever I would see any real, like, JRPG, especially, like, something like Persona, I'd be like, okay, you're going to get some J-pop, you're going to get some characters who are dancing and everything's kind of quirky and whatever, but otherwise it's the same. And then until I jumped into Persona 4 and I'm like, I actually love the social links here. I actually love getting to know, it's almost like a like the missions in, in Mass Effect where uh, you, you build relationships with, with your colleagues and your, your companions. Is there anything, like what's the, the hook for me in Persona was the, that social links? Like what's maybe the thing that keeps you like really diving and become obsessed with the whole Tales series? Okay, well, for me, it's mostly the stories, but within the stories, the uh, character interactions between mm. each other. Uh, I'll use Tales of the Abyss as an example because that's the one I know the most. But, like, in the beginning of the game, you play a character named Luke von Fibre, who is the uh, prince of this kingdom. I forgot what it's called. But he's pretty much a uh, suck-up rich asshole. <laughs> and at the beginning of the game, you pretty much hate him. You yeah. hate everything about him. And you don't know why you're playing him. Out of all the characters, like, he's a complete dick. He's all stuck up rich, snobby prince guy. 
And apparently, sometime in the past, he got kidnapped, and he's all pissed off about that or whatever. And he's a basic <laughs> asshole. But then you meet a character named Tara, who tries to kill your mentor, because he's teaching you how to use swords or whatnot. Then she tries to kill him. You try to save your mentor. Then you both somehow get teleported because mm-hmm. of magic JRPG-ness whatnot. Right. <laughs> and then, like, everything. yeah, it explains everything. And then you're going on a journey to go back to your house, go back to your mentor, blah, blah, blah. But, like, along the way, you discover more things, you meet more characters. And, like, there is a point, like, halfway through the game where you find out, like, oh, your mentor guy is really the bad guy. And Tara is actually the good guy. Here's what's really going on. Yeah, and then you realize, hey, I'm an asshole. And there is a very specific moment in the game where Luke changes, where he's no longer the rich, stuck-up asshole that you hate at the beginning of the game, where he changes completely. He's like, I want to be the good person. Like, early in the game, uh, you encounter a situation where you have to kill someone, like Mm -hmm. an actual person, not a creature, and that fucks up Luke. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of any of this. I just want to go home. I just want to go live with my mom. I do something like that, blah, blah, blah. He mm-hmm. doesn't want any part of this whole thing. But then, as the game continues, he copes with the fact that he has to kill in order to survive. Then after he finds out that he himself, uh, spoilers for the game, he ends up destroying an entire city by accident because of uh, weird magic. Turns out he's not actually human. He's actually a clone of the real Luke. Oh my who... god. Yeah. Th- this game is insane. Okay, so how old is this game now that we're, we're, we've now littered with spoilers? Uh, this game came out on the PS2, so it's like at least 13 years old, I think. I'm just like, trying to clear your name. Like, I feel like people might be like, Zyger, what are you doing? But That's fine, because the, the, the ending's a lot better. Yeah. Like, when the game got uh, re-released on 3DS, I think it was like the 10th anniversary of that game. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I think the game's out for like 13 or so years, maybe 15. But so yeah. What what is typically like your your limit on spoilers? Because that's a whole that's a sensitive thing on the internet. I feel like I still hear people talk about Final Fantasy VII and dancing around a certain death. And I even just did it just oh, now. Yeah. Like like what is your kind of like hard rule on or do you even have a hard rule? Is it a case by case basis for spoilers? Okay, so for spoilers that go to me, as long as like two weeks, basically. Two However, weeks! I- Yes, but that's the thing. Like, I don't care about spoilers for me. Like, oh, people can okay. spoil anything for me. Sure. If it hasn't been two weeks, I'm okay with it being spoiled for me. However, I won't spoil things for other people unless it's, like, five years old. Gotcha. If it's five say. years old, it's like, okay, that's fine. That's uh, I can talk about this. But, like, I personally don't care about spoilers. Like, I will spoil things for myself. I've, it's never that been that big a deal, deal to me. Like, I will watch or play whatever game, and if I know what's going to happen, I know what to anticipate, and I can plan towards that. Like, uh, mm. for example, with JRPGs, if I know a certain character is going to be gone, it's like, I won't waste the time leveling them up and making my the rest of my party weak. There's definitely like, utility in that. So you don't yeah, get like, all, like, sappy about, oh, I know something's going to happen. You go, well, with this knowledge, I can change the world. Yeah, it, like uh, I talk about this with uh, Kaylee Weaver. I was told to give her a shout out, What's but like up, when we play when we play Fire Emblem, there are p- certain levels where a character will show up, and you can only get this character if you interact with them with another specific character. And if you don't have that character set on your team at the beginning of that level, you will miss out on another character. Yeah, it and seems like, like the Japanese games are kind of where that. I feel like that might be just maybe an isolated place where spoilers are not only allowed, but you, everybody should want to hear that. I'm, you've almost like changed my mind about this whole situation. Cause I'm very averse to, I had a bad situation with star Wars last year. I had a three word sentence that ruined the force awakens for me. Uh, so yeah. I just, I get a little testy around most spoilers, but I could definitely see the positive side. Look at this. I always put okay, a positive so like, spin on things. What I've noticed as far as spoilers go, when things come from the West, Spoilers are typically bad because it's more story element and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Whereas with things that come out of Japan, spoilers are bad. Like you don't want to know who the real bad guy is. You don't want to know uh, what the main story plot is. Mm-hmm. But for like smaller things, like oh, a character in the game they can only get by doing this, and it's like a super simple thing that anyone can miss. It's like okay, yeah, I would want to know that so I can get this much greater character that will only appear in this one level. Or if you could prevent a death of another character. Uh, 
certain JRPGs have situations where, oh, you have to make a choice between this character and this character, mm-hmm. but you want to know what the characters are before you meet them, blah, blah, blah. But, like, a lot of spoilers as far as things coming from the West, like Western storylines, like Mass Effect or uh, any of the other Bethesda games that come out here, spoilers typically are bad, and you don't want those spoiled. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, like, just being on the playground at school and everybody talking about, like, oh, you can do this, or you should do this to, to achieve whatever that is. And it's a yeah. lot more innocent in that way, rather than the trolls on the internet trying to ruin the experience for, for some people. Um, I have to imagine that your love for current JRPGs is deeply rooted in Pokemon, as I'm looking behind you. Um, what, yeah, there's a giant stuffy over there. <laughs> what is that? I don't know anything about Pokemon, as everybody here on the show has come to know about me. I don't know anything about Pokemon at all. Which one is that? Okay, so the one that's back there is a stuffed Eevee. I don't know if you ever heard of a little company called Build-A-Bear. Yep. Yeah, we so, have that in Canada, too. Not totally I, I assume so, but <laughs> nope. I, I wasn't entirely sure. I like not yeah, assuming. Uh, Pokemon had this deal of Build-A-Bear where they would send uh, Pikachus and Eevees. Pikachu, I- I'm assuming you know who Pikachu is. Of course, yes. Okay, at, yeah, so Build-A-Bear has these Pikachus and Eevees for like a limited time. They were only available for like a month. And uh, basically, kids go into the Build-A-Bear and make their own Pokemon and whatnot. Eevee is a Pokemon that came out uh, in the first generation of games, and it's special because it can evolve into, like, as of now, seven different things. Mm-hmm. There's the fire one, electric one, water one, and most of them use stones. Like, the Porygon, water stone, Jolteon, electric stone, uh, Flareon, fire stone. But uh, Eevee is the DNA Pokemon. It's uh, the, what? the way it's referred to as the DNA Pokemon because oh, it DNA. can evolve into different uh, types and whatnot. And every few gens, that adds new types. At first, there were three, but then the second gen added two more. And then the fourth gen added two more. Then the seventh gen added another one. And I don't think there's another one in the current gen that just came out yesterday. Yep. And I'm so... I'm just so impressed. I'm going to just talk about how people who love Pokemon know everything about it. I actually have a Pokedex for X and Y because I really wanted to get into it. And it's just, it's kind of like skipping off my atmosphere a little bit. I, I really do want to try. Pokemon Go was tons of fun and that was going to be my like gateway drug, I think. But I'm just always so impressed. Like you just off the top of your head, you didn't even pause to think about the history, the whole legacy of, of Eevee. You're just like, well, here are 14 amazing facts about the history of Eevee. I love that. So first, I can't believe I skipped this part. Happy birthday. Oh, thank yesterday. you. Happy belated on the day of a Pokemon launch. How yeah. ridiculous is that? That's so perfect for you. Okay, so I always joke that I have an uncle who works at Nintendo. <laughs> However, I, as many people did when they were little kids. Mm-hmm. However, I validate this because Nintendo likes to release things on my birthday. Mm-hmm. The Wii U released my birthday. The ne- Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Sun Moon came out on my birthday. The Nintendo 64 came out on my birthday. The Game Boy Color. The Nintendo Wii came out the day after my birthday. Oh my god, you have the yeah, best n- birthday ever! Yeah, n- and yeah, Nintendo releases things on my birthday. There are several other games that came out on my birthday. It's like, oh, yeah, my, uh, I have an uncle that works at Nintendo, and then other kids are like, no, you don't. I'm like, oh, yeah, the one that does come out on my birthday, mm-hmm. and this, and this, and this. Yeah, I was the, like, I totally trick people to do that. My my uncle was Satoru Iwata. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I have a weird Japanese language. I need to scream down to Chelsea right away here and make sure that um, she's due in April. But the next baby, we're having, right around your time, we're going to schedule this whole thing out to make sure that this kid has a birthday around uh, third week of November because everything is done for you. You don't even, as a parent, you don't have to think about anything. So right. have you always had, like, just something great on your birthday? Like, is it, I can imagine, I imagine that you've never had a bad birthday. It would always just be celebrated by a, a self-declared Nintendo day. Uh, most of the time, yes. And even if it's not, my birthday usually lands on a Friday. I don't know why. But, like, for movies, they come out on Fridays as well. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, uh, the Spongebob movie came out on my birthday. So the theater just uh, gave me a bunch of free tickets to go see it. Come on! And, I, like, I wasn't that big into Spongebob, but I told my mom, like, yo, my free movie. She's like, let's go. Yeah, my free movie. <laughs> you are hashtag blessed. Holy crap. So you're 21 now. Yeah. The whole, the whole world has just, like, opened up to you, or has it? Has, does this change anything for you? And 21, by the way, I think like for a Canadian is very strange that that the legal yeah. age is 21 like in Canada people have been drinking for seven years by then 
Like, we've had nothing else to do. Uh, we skip ahead of the, the 18 being the legal limit. People mostly start drinking and, and going crazy around 15. By the time they hit 21, they're like, I'm kind of tired. I kind of want to just get in a robe and play video games. So does this does this change anything? Like, you have your whole life ahead of you now. Okay, so uh, as you may know, I like to go to events all across the country. I go to Boston, Seattle, Austin, San Antonio, whatever. Uh, most of the events are for kind of funny, mm-hmm. and every now and then they will have a party sponsored by Square Enix. These parties are 21 plus, so uh, I, I was able to get into the party at PSX last year because I was uh, working the booth there, and you're selling married. t-shirts and whatnot. And I did not have the beard. I always shave my beard off in uh, before I go to events. Clean up. I like it. Yeah, and then uh, I missed the last two or three of them because of the whole 21 thing, mm-hmm. but I. I still did other things in town that were just fine. But yeah, uh, as far as the world opening up, it's nice that I won't be kicked out of anywhere because I'm too young. Uh-huh. It's nice that I'm able to buy my friend drinks now. Mm-hmm. Like I've told many people like, oh, once I turn 21, I will buy you a drink. And then like yesterday, since it was my 21st birthday, I've had over, I'm guessing roughly like 150 people all tell me, oh, when I see you, I'm going to buy you a drink. And, like, I was talking to Kaylee, like, probably three weeks ago. I was like, I, pro- I don't think I ever need to buy another drink in my life. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even bought the first one yet. Well, especially if all these people buy you the drinks all at the same time, you may not live to, to survive yeah. to the 22nd birthday. So just go hard and take it all Every- at once. So I'm not going to have my first drink until PSX later this year. So in two weeks, when I go visit uh, Anaheim with a bunch of friends for Kind of Funny and other stuff at PlayStation... So and jealous. everyone there said that they want to buy me a drink. I'm like, I'm going to die at this first event. Wait a minute. Did you say your first drink as in your first drink is 21 or your first drink on the planet Earth? On the planet Earth. I've never touched a drop of alcohol. Not oh even rubbing alcohol. Not even <laughs> Okay, so I remember way back when I was a lad, I remember not believing that alcohol affected you. Like, I've, I remember thinking that there was just, like, the entire world was, it was this farce and everybody was faking it. So um, here's a here's a tip. Don't do this. I remember grabbing a, a giant bottle of vodka and just drinking it like it was water. Just, like, chugging and everybody's like, yeah! Like, you get, like, this weird encouragement from people, like, from idiots who also don't know what the hell's going on. Yep. I'm like, yeah, go! And I'm like, oh, look at this. This is getting a positive reaction. And, and uh, nope, it was not a good night. My mom picked me up later on that night and uh, knew immediately. So um, alcohol hits you hard, and I hope that you have an excellent first drink. But I want to comment on the fact that, like, how nice you are, because for a lot of people, 21 is a monumental occasion. It's this, it's this whole thing. And the thing that you look forward to most is buying other people drinks. Like, why are you so generous? <laughs> Where does that okay. come from? Your mother so must already, be very proud. I, I, I already mentioned her twice. She's probably going to yell at me at this point. But I was talking to Kaylee about this again. What's up, Kaylee? And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do for PSX was uh, buy these pins. I wanted to make custom pins. And during, like, a panel or a meetup, I would give them all out to the people who showed up to the event. It's like, oh, uh, it was my birthday over, like, two weeks ago, and I wanted you to have this to celebrate. And then she starts yelling at me. She's saying, Sagar, it's your birthday. Yes. You're not allowed to give other people presents. <laughs> I'm like, Kayla, you understand. This is PSX. We're doing it for this, this, and this. She's like, no. You specifically said it was for your birthday. You're not allowed to do this. I'm like, I mean, I may have already done it. Uh, and she's like, you didn't do it. I'm like, not yet, but I was going to. The and like, uh, place. originally I was going to do it. However, the company that was going to make the pins, they couldn't get them out in time. So I won't be getting the pins until after BSX. So I just said, never mind. I'll just do it for the next event. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that. But we also have something else in place for PSX that we were going to do that I already have. So yeah, at PSX, people are going to get gifts. Are you just always scheming of ways to be like doing things for other people? Like where does... Where, why are you doing this? You you dedicate so much of your time to the community. And I, I'm not like, I'm just trying to understand um, where that all comes from because it's you don't see it every day. And I, I just want to comment the fact that I, more people should be like you. More people should be thinking of the people around them. And I, I really appreciate everything that you do. And now that I appreciate that, why the hell are you doing 
saying, why are you doing it all? It's amazing, man. I, I, I tell people all the time, I do it 100% because it might make someone else happy. And if it can make at least one person happy, it's worth it. Well, it makes me happy, that's for sure. It's it's amazing. And you, you secured yourself very early in the in the kind of funny community as kind 100% of like by icon. accident. Yeah, okay, so what is it, for the people who don't know, like, what what's the story here? Because I was on January 5th, I remember getting the, or seeing the tweet, Greg, Colin, Tim, and Nick, they all left IGN. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. And that was a year where... I, like I was really into podcasts and a whole bunch of podcasts were exploding for me, like big changes. People were leaving. Th- like there was a lot happening. Yeah. So this was like the third one for me. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then this whole kind of funny thing happened. So like I was there from the very beginning and then you were like right there, like right from the very start. Zyger was a thing. So how does that all begin okay so that's not necessarily accurate i wasn't thinking until <laughs> roughly a month later i'm the a thing is hyperbolic like, yeah but like i was somewhat there since the beginning mm-hmm. uh on january 5th when the guys announced that they were no longer part of ign i didn't believe it at first because i woke up in the morning and as you do i checked my phone for a notification mm-hmm. was not and the first thing i see is greg miller leaves ign posted by i think it was like polygon or something i'm like that's not right this is a spoof article. There and then, was a spoof before that. Some, like, like maybe within a year before, they said that he left to do yeah. something, right? there, And it was a joke. It was like an April Fool's joke or something. I, I, I remember that. And mm-hmm. then, like, I thought it was not the spoof. I was like, that's weird. It's only January. It's not April yet. And then I see more things <laughs> on post on Facebook. They're like, oh, the guys have IGN. The guys have IGN. Like, okay, all these people are idiots. They're believing this stupid spoof story, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, like... It wasn't until I saw the Twitch stream where the guys said themselves, hey, we left IGN. I'm like, oh, well, that's a thing. Yeah. So were you, already kind of into the, were you into the Game Over Greggy show at that point or any of their other kind of outside of IGN shows? So I at that point, I had just been watching the content for like roughly three or so months mm-hmm. because like I was never a huge fan of IGN. Like I liked IGN. I respected what they did, but I was never like into their content. I was more into Rooster Teeth, and then uh, oh. when Greg Miller was on the Gauntlet, I thought like, "Hey, there's that loud asshole from IGN. He's actually pretty <laughs> funny." Yeah. And then like uh, at RTX that year, I saw him in person again. Didn't know that much about him. I knew who he was, and I knew who Tim Geddes was because of the Daily Fix. Mm-hmm. Didn't know who Nick Scarpino was. Mm-hmm. When I saw Nick Scarpino there, I thought he was just Greg's boss or whatever. Like. Okay, that guy is serious. I want to fuck with him. And they had a panel <laughs> with Barbara Duckerman from Rooster Team. That was of the, one of the, uh, me and my little brother were at that RTX, and we were going to go to another panel, but that got full. So we went over to Greg's panel 100% for Barbara. And like that was the first time I saw Greg. I never interacted with him at that RTX, mostly because he was shirtless and very tall. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting <laughs> him to be that tall. Still very um, fat. Yeah, so that's when I started watching his content. Like, the first Game Over Gregory show I saw was in person. I haven't seen any before that or after that or whatever. Then I started watching more of their stuff. And then on January 5th, when they announced, oh, we're leaving our company to do more of our own content, I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I can respect that. Mm -hmm. So I started watching their stuff. And then a lot of people don't know, like, where I technically started. Like, I've been watching their stuff. I was in the Twitch chat since the beginning. However, on February, I think it's 2nd, a stupid, day. yeah, a, a very stupid beta game came out called Criminal Girls Invite Only, <laughs> and this was at the point where Greg was still at IGN doing Beyond, mm-hmm. and uh, he mentioned, "Oh, with this stupid game comes out, I'm going to stream it on Twitch because why not?" <laughs> yeah. So, I the game came the game came out on a Tuesday. That's when Greg streamed. I, however, got the game a day early through NIS because I bought the. Because I heard Greg talk about it, I said, fuck it, I'll buy this stupid game, why not? So I bought it on the NIS website, the Clutches Edition, and I got the game like a day early through them by, by some weird accident or whatever. So I played the game on Monday. So when Greg streamed it on Tuesday, it was like he had no idea what was going on. Because the game, like, it's written in English, however, it's all spoken in Japanese, and uh-huh. he wasn't really reading it all. And this game is a stupid, like, perverted Japanese game. It's If you Google image this game, don't do it in public. It's very weird. That's why my, if you've noticed, this is audio yeah, only podcast, I, my mouth is to the floor. What in the world? These boobs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, just for the record, 
you don't actually see it in the game is not as bad as people think it is when you Google image this thing. But, like, it was, again, this weird Japanese game that no one knows why it came out in North America, but Greg streamed it. Again, I played it the Monday before he streamed it. So when when Greg was playing it on Twitch, John's looking at all the images right now. I do. I think if 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 you're in a private place, just do a really quick Google search. Just just like a flash. Get Again, a little con- game is called here. the game is called Criminal Girls Invite Only <laughs> oh on the PS Vita, and it uses the front and back touch. Just saying. Also playable on PS uh, Vita TV if you have that. Oh my God! This is this is a private little. Uh, this tickles a special part of the brain. I'm gonna put it that way. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: This is the first ever game I platinumed. Oh, you but, just you dove right in. Yeah, because like a lot of people look at this game and they see, oh, this is some weird perverted Japanese thing, blah blah blah. Yep. And you're you're not wrong. It is that. However, <laughs> if you look past that, because that's, that's only so like five percent of the game. Yeah. If you look, that's like five percent of the game. You don't do all the weird things that you think you do. But the story is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And all the characters are well developed, and you actually feel sorry for a lot of them because the the uh, plot of the game is all of these uh, girls are in hell right now. They're not technically in hell. They died before they could have done what would have got them into hell, and they're trying to redeem themselves and go back to life. That's really and, neat, actually. Yeah. So like, they would have gone to hell had they done the one thing that they were going to do, but they died right before that. Uh-huh. So uh, you're in a coma. And it's like, okay, hey, since you're in a coma, you're going to help these girls uh, go through the tower and redeem themselves so they can go back to life and live good lives and not go to hell. So are you and basically at, just clothing them the whole time? Like, here, have a turtleneck sweater. Here, have some saggy <laughs> sweatpants. Uh, kind of. <laughs> uh, you're pretty much trying to figure out, uh, as the game goes on, you're trying to figure out why these girls are in hell. Because at first they don't appear to be bad, mm-hmm. but then like you find out like all these girls have fucked up lives. Like one of the girls was molested by her uncle, and that's why she hates all men. And she fights all the time because she doesn't ever want to be touched ever again. And the thing that would have got her sent to hell was she would have killed someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a stalker or whatever, and she didn't want to interact with this person ever again, so she was going to kill them. But then she died right before that. And then like you find that out, and you help her overcome her fear, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, like, all the other girls have just as messed up stories. Uh, one of the girls is obsessed with one of the other ones and was going to kill someone else to protect them. And it's this whole complicated thing. But, like, you find out why all these girls would have been sent to hell and you redeem them. Uh, you go through the story and then, like, you meet another girl who's not a part of your team, but who was in the team before that that ended up killing the rest of the team. And, like, she was supposed to go to hell because she didn't pass this test and she ended up killing everyone else. And, like, she's fucked up and she's trying to kill you. She wants to make sure no one ever passes this test. And you find out why she's fucked up. And it's this whole complicated thing. I love it. This sounds like Lost but with Japanese art and tits and ass. So you you come for the tits and ass but you stay for the the story. Exactly. That's why I love this game. But, like, a lot of people don't get that far into it because after the first 20 or so minutes, they're like, okay, this game is super weird in Japanese. Yeah, you gotta like, well, you gotta lock your door and just like wear the headset yeah. because you can't let anybody know. I can't believe that games get this popular because they seem very isolated. You can't have like a group of friends over and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna put this game in. Let me know what you think." And it's just boobs bouncing up and down. Yeah, it, you can't do that. But like anyway, uh, Greg was streaming this on Twitch. Oh yes, and... we're talking <laughs> yeah. story. And uh, he had no idea what was going on, but I was in the Twitch chat, and I was the only person in the Twitch chat who played this game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling Greg, oh, you have to go to this location and talk to this person. Uh, after you do that, go here, go here, blah, blah, blah. I was helping him navigate through the game. And, like, he streamed it for, like, two hours with uh, Nick Scarpino. And, like, the entire time they were just like, holy crap, what is this game? <laughs> and they had no idea what they were doing, so they would always look in the Twitch chat for my comment to, so I can tell them where to go. Then, like, later that night, uh, Greg was streaming a game called A Pantheon. It was, like, this weird uh, Metrovania-type game. He liked it, but he wasn't in the mood for it, so he went back to Criminal Girls. Because he's like, oh, this is a mindless game you can play for fun. And again, he got lost. I was helping him through the chat. I was helping the chat figure out, like, oh, in case you missed the stream this morning, this is what's going on, this is what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. I was explaining a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day, uh, Greg sees my name in chat. He's like, yo, this Zyker kid was here during Colin Greg Live. 
He was here the first time I streamed Kermit Girls, and he was here the second time that night when I was streaming Kermit Girls. This kid doesn't sleep, and then he made me a mod on Twitch. And I was just like, oh. Like that. Yeah, just like that. He just made me a mod on Twitch. And I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. And, like, I've only ever used Twitch to watch him. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea what you had to do as a Twitch mod. So I looked at the rules or whatever. I looked at the chat commands. I'm like, okay, I guess I can do this for a while until he kicks me off. And then, like, later I became a Facebook admin. Then uh, I kind of funny live. They announced forums. Two weeks after that, I became a forum mod. Uh, later, Greg streams on Patreon or on YouTube for Patreon. And they announced, oh, YouTube has mods now. So I'm a mod on their YouTube page. One of it's me and Joey Noel. We're the only two people. What's up, Joey? As, yeah, what's up, Joey? Yeah, as far as I know, we're the only two people that are a mod on their YouTube channel. Like I haven't been able to watch the Patreon streams because of uh, family issues. I can't give the guys money on Patreon right now. Yeah, for sure. So, so how do but, you how do you find the time to do all this stuff? Like, and is that changing as you're getting older? Because it's you've been a mod for a number of years now. Like, is it? Have things stayed the same, or how how is that going for you? Okay, so uh, I don't plan on ever stopping being a mod. Can't like, stop. Yeah, like stop. I do everything for kind of like uh, whenever mm. Greg streams a game with subs, I'm usually the person who makes sure I have the same game so I can set up the party. Because like I have Greg on my friends list mm. on PSN because uh, what we do is when we make a private game for let's say Timefall Two that we did. I would add everyone who wants to play with Greg, make a separate party thing, and then I invite Greg. That way Greg doesn't have to spend 10 minutes sending the invites out to people, making sure he has people in his friends list, because, like, Greg had his friends list full for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And, like, right now he's still trying to get rid of everyone. But, uh, so I do everything for him as far as that goes, and we do this for, like, every other game. The next game that he wants to do is, like, uh, Ghost Recon. So oh, I'm nice. going to get that. Yeah, then I'm going to... We're going to end up doing a stream for that, most likely. But, like, I do a lot of other things. I help. Right now, we just finished the Secret Santa thing. I sent, like, 68 emails last night at, like, 1 in the morning to make sure everyone got one. On your uh, birthday? Yeah. Where'd we had you, to make sure it get done. Why weren't you playing Pokemon? I, I was going to. But then, like, I noticed, oh, everyone else went to sleep, and there's still, like, 60 emails that need to be sent out. No one else is going to do it. And it's like, oh, we said that we would get these out on Friday. It's like, okay, well, I haven't started Pokemon yet, so I'm not in... Like, I ha- Literally, I haven't started it yet. I'm going to start it after this podcast. But uh, we looked at... I looked at the list. I'm like, okay, I can get these done because like, I do it faster than all the other people that have done it. Yeah. So like, okay, I can get this out in like an hour. So I do all that. Right now, only four emails haven't been sent, and that's because we haven't got the right address because people mistyped the address or didn't write the address in at all. So we're hitting those people up to get those addresses so we can send those four emails out and then we would have hit everyone. But uh, we do the Secret Santa thing. We do things on Twitch, uh, like community game nights and whatnot. We do other things. Like uh, Kaylee and I, we are usually the uh, event planning team since we go to the events. We plan meetups there uh, at PSX. We have a meetup planned for Disneyland on Monday, for Tillos on Friday. And we were going to do a meetup on Saturday and Sunday However, the guys may or may not have a meetup in the works, kind of. Mm-hmm. Nothing that they can officially announce. So we, oh. we're going to keep the weekend open. It's like, okay, the guys said that they might have something. Like, Kevin's going to hit me up sometime next week to confirm whether or not there is something. And that's when they're going to announce it officially. So it's not like a huge secret or anything. They're going to announce something next week if they will have a meetup or not. Mm-hmm. If they don't then we'll plan something for that weekend. We'll just uh, find something everyone can do, like a barcade or something. Sweet. That sounds awesome. It feels like your brain just works at a pace that is twice or three times faster than everybody else. So maybe like time for you is slow. It's like uh, Miller's Planet. You're able to just squeeze more out of every day. Um, you mentioned like you before you went to bed, you need to make sure these emails go go out like do you even know what it's like to let people down i feel like you're just always fulfilling on any promise you've ever made like you're always doing stuff for other people like doesn't that that would stress me out because there's so much expectation yeah like the thing is uh 
Lindsay was the one who was promoting, uh, shout out to Lindsay. What's up, Lindsay? She was saying, oh, we're going to send these emails out on Friday. It's going to happen on Friday. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just make sure it happens on Friday. And then, like, at the beginning of that day, we have the entire list. Uh, she told me it was, like, 168 people. It's like, okay, this is the list. Everyone claims section. We can get this done uh, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the people that offered to help, there's uh, Kaylee, Fiona, Joey Noel. Fiona. Yeah, I-, I was told to give Fiona a shout out, like, literally two hours ago. Hi, Fiona. Hi, <laughs> Fiona. Uh, <laughs> Uh, her, uh, Chicks18, and a bunch of other people. We, yeah, Brotherhood. Uh, we all take sections and whatnot, and we get as many as we can. Then, like, last night, I get a text from Kaylee. She's like, hey, I haven't gotten the email from my secret Santa. And, of course, she doesn't want to ruin it, because if she looked at uh, who she's supposed to send it to, the next line would be who's sending her one. She's like, I haven't gotten this email, and I can't check it, because I don't want to spoil it for herself. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let me look at the list. Then I'll send that email out. And then that's when I noticed, like, oh, there's, like, 60 or so emails that haven't been sent out yet. And it's at, when I get this text, it's, like, 10, 40 or whatever. I'm like, okay, I have to do something real quick. But after I'm done with this, I'll go through the rest of the emails and send them all out. It's like, oh, all these people are expecting to get on Friday. And uh, there's a post on the Facebook group. Lindsay said, oh, we're sending all the sign-up emails out. And, like, there are people coming to like, oh, I haven't got my email yet. I'm like, okay, people... It's 10.40 at night, and people haven't gotten the email yet, and there's 60 or so emails left to be sent out. Uh, everyone else is asleep. The only other person that was awake was Joey Noel, and, like, she was also helping out. Like, it wasn't just me that night, because, mm-hmm. like, when I was clearing out the emails, I noticed there was another cruiser around, and uh, me and Joey had, like, a quick five-minute conversation. Like, oh, hey, Joey, I see you sending emails out, too. She's like, oh, hey, what's up? But yeah, uh, so we are sending emails out and the grave, the graveyard shift there at the very yeah, end. Yeah, because like everyone did a section or two, mm. but then like uh, after that they have, of course, had their own part obligations. They have things that they need to take care of. Completely understandable. I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything right now. It's 10:40. I was going to play Pokemon, but I was like, Pokemon can wait. It's not that important. Uh, it is so, important, but you prioritize it, it, it is, nicely. But yeah, that's no. Nope, all all of these people you. are expecting something. It's like, okay, well. It's 10.40, they're probably asleep, so I want to make sure they have something in the morning. So, did all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, like you were saying, I typically don't like to let people down. Yeah, no kidding. So, I will do what I can. Like, if I can do something for someone else, I will. I feel like it's just part of your, like, identity, that you're just going to come through for people. And I don't want to put even more stress on, but that's my that's my observation. I wanted to ask you about... Like you, you, you arrange all these meetups and and media and basically translating online relationships into real life relationships. Like, do you remember yeah. the first time you met an internet friend and they became a real life friend? Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned that I went to RTX and that was the first time I saw Greg. At that point, I was just with my little brother. There was other people in that room that I don't remember anyone there, but I didn't talk to a single person at that RTX because mm-hmm. I was only there for Rooster Teeth, blah, 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 hanging out with, uh, or not necessarily hanging out, but like seeing the people at Rooster Teeth. And then I just so happened to saw Greg Muller for the first time in person. I didn't go to him. I didn't say hi to him. I didn't do anything. The following RTX was my first kind of funny event, sort mm-hmm. of speak. It was the first time where I went to an event as Zyger because I couldn't go to KFL 1 because it was 21 plus. It's not a problem anymore in case uh, KFL 3 turns out to be 21 plus. But uh, RTX 15 was my first RTX as Zyger. So when I show up there, uh, at that time, I had a roommate. And that roommate was Sean Pitts. I've never ah. met Sean. I've never met anyone else from this community. But he hits me up like two weeks before the event. It's like, hey... I'm going to RTX for this uh, for kind of funny. I know you. You know who I am. Is it okay if I crash at your room because I don't have a place to stay? The person he was going to stay with canceled on him at the last minute, mm-hmm. and he's like scrambling to find something. And like, okay, yeah, you can stay with me. And he offered to pay a uh, fair uh, share on the room. I was like, no, my parents already paid for it. It's good. Just save your money. You're just so nice. Holy crap. Yeah, and then like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I wake so up. So Sean Pitts like, was that, one of the first people from the community you met in real life. Yeah, Sean Pitts was literally the first person in the community I met. Uh, it was, I think, like Friday morning or night, or I, I don't know. It was it was early or late. Sure. I was asleep and I hear knocking on the door because Sean's flight either got in super early or super late. Again, don't remember if it was morning or night. But uh, I open the door and I see Sean's like, "Hey, you're Zagger, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Zagger. What's up?" And like he's like, "Hey, I'm Sean." We introduce ourselves, and then we, uh, I show him, like, the room and whatnot, and then we both went to sleep. 
Because, again, it was either super <laughs> early, so we were both tired, or super mm-hmm. late, and we were both tired. So I didn't... So that was the first interaction with anyone in the community. Then, like, uh, throughout RTX... Straight to the bed, Zyger style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, later, the next day, I met uh, Louis Menchacha-cha, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha. <laughs> And uh, I met a bunch of other people from the community, mm-hmm. such as like Nathan Swisher, uh, Philip, Jared, who plays Smash Bros. like a god. Uh, a bunch of people there, and like uh, they were you had nervous Colin... at all? like were you nervous to have yes. Sean Pitt show up at the door and like just okay, like what was that like the lead up? What was that like? Uh, the lead up to Sean Pitt's opening the door and whatnot is like I have uh, crippling anxiety, like. I am awful at talking to people. I am Clearly. horrible with names. Yeah, not, like I am a lot better now, but trust me, I was awful. And kind of funny was the company that like opened this up for me. That's where I started talking to people. I was always the quiet kid in the back of the classroom who never talked. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, people would forget I exist because oh. I just never talked. Like I can, sh- I cannot show up to school for a week and no one would even notice. I I, like during that. high school, no, during high school, that was exactly the fact that I proved it because I did it. I did show up for a week, no one noticed. The oh best part gosh. was the best part was the teachers still gave me credit for the work I didn't do. The teachers didn't even notice. Nope. Oh, that is awful. No, it's because like the teachers will let me get away with things. Also, like uh, okay, I, I was the only kid in class who was allowed to play on his phone and have headphones in yep. because the teachers knew like, oh, he's just a quiet kid. He's not going to talk to anyone anyway. Mm-hmm. Just let him do whatever. He, he's doing his own thing. Like I did all the work anyway. I never did homework technically because <laughs> I don't believe in homework. I haven't done I haven't done homework since like fifth grade, okay? Fifth grade? How is that even possible? Uh, when you can pass tests, you can do whatever you want. So you're smart. That's that's what we're getting at here. It, it, in a sense, I'm not really smart, but like I know enough to get by. Yep, that me, I'm the exact same way. Like I don't really want to sit around and study, but I could probably like pass a test and yeah. But anyway, yeah, I had I was super like social anxiety. Didn't like talking to people. Mm-hmm. So when I met. Uh, Building up to meeting Sean for the first time, I was nervous. I was like, oh, this is the first time I'm meeting someone, and it's Sean Pitts, who uh, at that time, a lot of people in the community knew. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. got to make a good first impression. Like, I've talked to Sean a dozen different times. He was the person who got me the uh, Facebook admin status on the group. It's like, okay, and who Sean is, he knows who I am. We've never met before, but, like, it's going to be okay. And then, like, I met him. It's cool. We went to sleep immediately after I met him. Uh, the next day, we hung out. We got tacos, burritos. We went to uh, Torchies. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> but, Nothing uh, like solidifying a real-life friendship by testing your digestive system with some good old Mexican food. Like, are yeah. we still going to be friends after I just explode this out of my anus later? Okay, cool. I think but, we can probably go through anything. Sean was the one who was exploding out of his anus. Whoa! Okay. So, if you ever go to a vet of Sean Pitts, be careful because he will ruin your bathroom. And he, he will tell you this. Him and I, I have that first... in common. Yeah, that was one of the first things that Sean told me. And, like, at other events that I've been with Sean, he will do the exact same thing. He will tell everyone, they're like, hey, I'm about to ruin this toilet right now. Keep the door closed. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he's very open about it. That's a, Well, my wife and I call it personal time. And I make sure to always bring my phone in and, and blast a, a podcast or some music as loud as possible. To Even to this day, we're about to have a kid together. I still don't want her to hear any of that stuff so who's next then who's next on like who who do you meet and like i i imagine that the their nervousness starts to come down every time whereas now you're you're going to these events and it's like oh hey meeting somebody that i've known on the internet forever is probably not a big deal at all it's crippling for me like i was at kind of funny live too and i was the kid you were describing in, in high school of I'm just going to hide back here. It looks like you guys are doing something that's massive, and I don't want to, like... Because, like, Kaylee and I did a podcast for a little while. Like, we, I, I've known and just and chatted with micro Nikki. Bits. She was on the show. And, like, I just... But I still kind of... Yeah, Microbits. Shout out to Microbits. But I, I was in the, I was in the I, background. I'm going to send you something later for Microbits, because I'm trying to get Kaylee to redo it again, like, start it back up. And we, I've been talking to her a lot Would about Would you do this. it with her? I want to. I'm pretty sure she wants to do it with you, though. Since, you know, you're so much better at this than I am. Spoilers! 
Are you kidding me? You need, I was, okay, so that's, you're jumping to my, like, end question, but that's really what I wanted to ask you about is, like, when do you start a thing? Like, you have a community of people who want to know, like, what you're up to and your, all the goings on. What, what's the plan? I basically did this with Greg Kozlowski as well, where I'd, like, when's your podcast launching for real? But seriously, like, the Zygercast or something has got to happen. Uh, I've had ideas for ah. different podcasts that I wanted to do. Uh, Video games related? Kind of. Like, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do, like, a more kind of funny-centric podcast. Uh, The plans for that are kind of in the works, technically. Like, I haven't really started, like, anything for that. Ideally, it would be me, uh, one or two other people, and then, like, every week we would interview someone from the community, like, what you're doing, or what Trevor's doing, or... uh, Trevor? Yeah, Trevor Starkey, TrevorStarkey.com. Uh, he's a freelancer for IGN now. I know. I called it. I knew he was going to – as soon as you talked to that guy, I'm like, man, he is doing all the right things to land that job. And he did it. I'm so proud of Trevor. That's awesome. Right? Uh, but yeah, there's uh, – I love you guys are doing something. I was like, okay, I want to do something similar. But again, put my own little spin on it. Totally. And I want – what I want to do was uh, for – it was going to be more kind of funny-centric. Like, of course, the segment – there would be a segment where we talk about the person we invite on the show, get to know them or whatnot – but like the idea would be, uh, kind of funny is really not that great at announcing their things mm-hmm. in a sense. So we want to like go through all of the community stuff. Like, hey, do you want to be a part of this community? Here's how you can do it. Like, we'll have a segment where we talk about everything that's going on and how people can get involved. Like for Secret Santa thing, uh, some people said that they didn't even know that was going on. Sure. It's like, okay, uh, there's community game nights that are happening. Like uh, next week. Colin and Greg Live won't be on Thursday or Friday, and they haven't announced that yet. Mm-hmm. Like they told us, like, oh, we're not going to do a show on Thursday and Friday, but like they haven't announced it yet. I, I'm telling Kevin, he, oh, you have to let people know that on Monday, that way people don't show up in the chat on Thursday and Friday. Like, yo, where's the show? And start uh, spewing hate and whatnot. But, like they're not t- typically great at announcing all the things. So it's like, okay, so for anyone who wants to listen to this podcast, it would be like, oh, if you're a fan of kind of funny and you want to get involved with that community listen to this and we'll tell you how uh we'll go through all the different events we'll do uh a community shout outs to people in the community we'll look at everything that makes this community what it is mm-hmm. and like highlight everything that's going on around we'll give shout outs to other people's podcasts that we invite on like for example if uh i did this podcast with uh i'm just gonna say kaylee because I say here like 18 other times. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, for example, I did this podcast with Keely and let's say Trevor Starkey and we invite you on. Of course, we would shout out this amazing podcast that is great. And uh, we would tell people like how they can get in touch with you, mm-hmm. how people can ask to be on your great podcast and other things like get to know everyone that we invite on and stuff like that. That's so, very natural. The fact that you would do a show that is focused on the community rather than kind of go off and do your, your own kind of thing and try to take maybe this the this element of celebrity to go do your own thing. It's very natural and very fitting, I think, that you would do something that celebrates the kind of funny community. And I, I also just want to say, like, the community night, the game night things, they are picking up steam, and I just want to give you guys so much credit because not only are they happening more and more often, but there's also chances for streamers and for other personalities within the community to get a little spotlight i don't know if that was done on purpose or if it's just kind of happenstance that it's happened this way but i've definitely noticed like a a turn in the last maybe month and a half or so where people are given a chance to go like i really like to do this stuff too come hang out with me and that builds these little mini communities surrounding some of the games or some of the different people and it's been awesome man yeah like on sunday uh is gonna host her own game night that's not necessarily part of the kind of funny thing but like hey uh, a lot of people love her streams, and uh, Overwatch is free this weekend. So she's like, "Hey, I'm just, I'm not. She's not going to stream. I don't think." But she's like, "Oh, I want to do a little mini community game night. I need a graphic to let people know what's going on." It's like, "Okay, yeah, I can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a graphic for her after the show, while I play Pokemon." And it's like, "Okay, we'll give that a shout out, uh, and get try to get people to go to that and hang out with her and her uh, boyfriend Lucas or whatever." But yeah. Nice. Uh, I feel like there. I would almost tune into the kind of funny Twitch, like uh, Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games when they're not doing a show and have it like they just have trailers that go like throughout the rest of the day. Like if you ever had like a trailer TV channel yeah. where it's all movie trailers all day, like you could have like 
people in the community making up things for community night or secret santa or all these different things you could just go okay well there's not a show on but let's see all like if they were entertaining i feel like people would tune into that sort of thing yeah that's what that's a idea that we had but uh it probably wouldn't work out because uh the guys are very particular what shows up on their stream that's true that's true it's like okay that's completely understandable we won't go that far into it Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why they had their own different Twitch channel for the community game nights and whatnot. But uh, well, yeah, that's basically what, oh, what I want to do for my podcast if that I were to do awesome. one. I can't wait. Well, 2017 is a, is a time for new beginnings, new resolution, New Year's resolutions. I feel like I have a feeling something is going to happen there. I'm trying to be mindful of time because it's your birthday weekend and Pokemon is happening. But um, what as we close things out. What else are you looking forward to in terms of games for the rest of the year? Like, are, is Pokemon going to be it for you? Or, like, what's on what's on Zyger's Christmas list? Okay, so right now, Pokemon's the biggest thing for me. Which one did you like, get? I got Sun version. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of my friends got Moon version, so it works out. So we can share all the version exclusives uh, and do all that. But uh, as far as games coming out for the rest of this year, the only other game I'm looking forward to is Final Fantasy XV. There it is. Are you not and, worried at all? Like, there's a lot. That's a, there's a story development no. with Final Fantasy 15. Why are you so confident? It's not that I'm confident. It's that like it's the game I want. Like, I've never been big in Final Fantasy before. Mm-hmm. I never. I didn't play seven. Like, I never played any of the other Final Fantasies. The only other Final Fantasy I played was Time Zero, and that's because uh, the main character Ace looked cool, and it was a uh, <laughs> it was a third person action type game. Uh-huh. It wasn't the traditional. Japanese, or not Japanese, Final Fantasy, turn-based strategy thing. It was more action-based. Uh, the character was cool because there was 13 of them. They all had their own unique different weapons. And I was like, oh, this game is cool. It's sort of like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy put together in one. And I really love Type-0. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only other Final Fantasy that's like that is going to be 15. It's like, okay, I want 15. It's like, I love how the characters are. Noctis looks like a badass. His whole teleporting sort of thing is super cool. And, like, the mechanic in the uh, episode Dusuke demo, where you can throw the sword, teleport, whatnot. Like, I love the battle mechanics there. The whole open world aspect of it. Fighting, grinding, leveling up. It's like, I I like this gameplay. And it's like, I want more of it. So I don't care (laughs) if other people are saying, like, oh, this game isn't great. But I was like, no, this is what I want in the Final Fantasy game. I know it's not traditional Final Fantasy, Mm -hmm. but it's what I want. Well, you are the future. That's the whole thing. You got to let us old guys just like let go of all the things that we've been doing for for 20 years. And now this is the future of, of Final Fantasy. I can't wait. I feel like there is like this optimism, this swing of, uh, well, positivity around Final Fantasy 15. It has been a story it's... development, but just lately it seems like maybe this might actually work. There's reports of like 15 hours of gameplay. That's good. Yeah. And like a lot of people like at first uh... – uh, early in the year, people were saying, oh, the demos aren't great, this game's going to be bad or whatnot. Yep. And then, like, I think it was at PAX West where there was a demo there, and people were like, hey, this demo's actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, since then, a lot of the reception for the game has been like, oh, this game is better than I thought it was going to be. This game is actually good. And I've seen tons of articles saying, hey, Final Fantasy XV is going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's still some articles that said, oh, this game is doing terribly, it's going to flop, blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's a lot of mixed reception so far, but like lately it's been mostly positive. Whereas since earlier this year and everything before that, everyone's saying like, oh, this game isn't going to do great. It's been in development for 10 years. No game that's been in development that long is going to be that great. Look at The Last Guardian. Watch Look The Last Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> Watch these two uh, just what, be what like is Game it? of the Duke Year. Nukem? I think oh, Duke Nukem Jesus. was also in development for 10 years and that game was awful. That's a that's a terrible standard to hold it up against. But exactly. I I am actually I have to admit I'm I'm getting kind of hyped about it. I think people have been nervous to be hyped about it for so long, and then out of nowhere, the hype is kind of taking over. So I'm excited yeah. to see what happens. I'm glad that that you're pumped for it. Yeah, I was hyped for it ever since it was like announced as uh, what was it, versus thirteen. I oh think that's what it was before. God, how much has happened to you since then? You've learned how to drive. Now you can drink. Yeah. Like you've graduated that, middle school. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. You've grown a beard since then. Oh my gosh. So much. Well, 
I have so many more questions for you, but I think that's going to do it for today. We're going to have to have you back on the show for sure. Thank you so much, Zyger, for finally, like I, I've wanted to have you on the show since like the beginning and you're like, no, I'm kind of like, I, see, I don't know. I, that's because I was nervous. I know. Like, at that time, I haven't done a podcast. Like this is the second podcast I've ever done. I can't believe that. Well, the you're... only other time was with uh, Alex O'Neill from Irrational Passion. Shout out to him. Oh, what's up, but, Alex? Like, when you asked me to be, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Because like, <laughs> I was still nervous. I still had like a bad case of social anxiety. I did it. I wasn't comfortable talking to people, especially like one-on-one. I was like, uh, this is very intimidating. I don't want to do this because I didn't want to fuck up. Oh, no way, man. Like, that's the thing about everybody who's loving video games as much as we do. Like, it's it's inside. Like, you don't have to do anything but just speak about all the things we've been obsessing for the last 20 or, in my case, 30-some-odd years. So, again, thank you so much, man. This has been such a great time. Yeah, whenever you want me back on, I'll gladly be on. Oh my goodness, that was Zyger! That was the Zyger. Can you believe it? I feel like I need to do more somehow. But I also have a baby on the way. My god, if I could do my 20s over again. We should all be a little bit more like Zyger. So giving with his time. I thank you, Zyger, for your time, not just here on the show, but for everything that you do. Um, which I always feel, even just saying that, never quite covers it. I was I was uh, privileged to get a little insight into, I feel like, just a piece of all that you do in the Kind of Funny community that basically just gives a nice little safe space for a lot of gamers and nerds and people around the world to just come together and be best friends. It's been It's amazing. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it in person, but from afar. I talked about that a little bit. But um, thank you so much to Zyger and thank you, you, for being here and for listening. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We're going to be back next week. We're here every Monday on iTunes and Google Play. And again, if you want to be part of the show, just tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And don't forget, the show is all thanks to the hard work that's going on over at WeTheNerdy.com. We have so much going on over there. There's a comics podcast called Comics Dash. We have If We Ran Nintendo with me and Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. Uh, You can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and SoundCloud. YouTube.com slash Nintendo guru is where you find that. What else do we got going on? That's kind of it. We're going to do a Wii U tribute, by the way. We're going to... I'm going to pull together some results on what the, the writers over at We The Nerdy have, what we believe the top 25, I think we're going to do 25 Wii U games, because that sadly is coming to an end. Yes, it is sad. I know you're laughing. I know you're a PlayStation nerd. It's fine. So I think that's going to do it, guys. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for leaving a review on iTunes. I think that'll do it. Otherwise, this is episode 58 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week. I hope you're here too. And now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!